Minnesota has a shortage of mental health providers of color, especially outside of the Twin Cities metro area. In St. Cloud, that means members of the area's large Somali community can face language and cultural barriers to getting treatment. In this latest story in our North Star Journey series, reporter Christy Marone meets a couple trying to change that. The walls inside the Bridge Healing Center in St. Cloud are painted calming hues of blue and green. The hallway is lined with colorful artwork of people in East African dress with encouraging phrases in both English and Somali. Program director Lul Noor reads one. Uh, I will do my best. They see uh, these pictures and they kind of feel welcome because it kind of reminds them of their culture. Noor and her husband, Ali Adin, are licensed mental health counselors. They moved from the Twin Cities in 2022 to provide culturally specific services for the East African community, something St. Cloud lacked. Adin says many people were driving to the Twin Cities for treatment. So we saw a need to bring that services from the cities to here. Adin is originally from Somalia and moved to Minnesota in 2007. Noor was born in Somalia, but raised in Egypt before coming to the U.S. Both speak Somali, English, and Arabic. Noor says talking with clients in their native language is critical to building trust and reducing the risk of a misdiagnosis. A lot of mental health concepts are Western, so we might not even have a name for it. In terms of translation, it could really get missed if the person who's translating doesn't really understand the word. The Bridge Healing Center began offering mental health counseling over a year ago. It recently added addiction treatment. Adam says the opioid crisis has hit Minnesota hard, and the Somali community is no exception. But he says for many East African families, addiction is taboo and unfamiliar. What's adding to it is the stigma. The stigma is rooted in... Um it's hard for the families to open up, seek services. A lot of times we get a lot of calls. My son is struggling. My daughter is struggling. I don't know what to do. Adin says many Somali parents still have unhealed trauma from their own past, from fleeing a war-torn country, being separated from loved ones, and losing a sense of belonging in a new country. So that parents are not equipped enough to address the current stresses that their kids are going through. Mm -hmm. Um, So the kids will feel isolated. They will feel distant from their parents. They will have less connections. And sometimes that leads to the uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. That will lead to substance use. Adam says often the first instinct in East African culture is to keep such struggles within the family until it becomes too much to handle. It's very critical to provide those education to the families. There's help. There's people you could seek out. And don't wait until it becomes a crisis. Newer says in the collectivist Somali culture, a family's opinion and fear of judgment can be obstacles to getting help. She says a lot of their work involves educating families that addiction is a disease that changes how the brain works. When they understand that piece, it's, it's easier for them to be supportive than to kind of neglect the child and say, like, you brought this on your own, you know, that mentality needs to change. Newer and Adam say word of mouth is helping generate more calls from people seeking help. When asked how he measures success, Adin says it's when he sees clients graduate from treatment and repair broken family relationships. Going out in the real world, finding a job, being stable, seeing him a year later, and they're still sober. Yes. Uh, that's, the, that's, that's what makes a success. Uh, that's how we measure it. It's the number of clients who could graduate from here, change their life, make an impact on their life, and make an impact in their society as well, too. Newer and Adin say there's much more to be done. They hope to expand their services and add lodging for women seeking addiction treatment. Kirsty Marone, NPR News, St. Cloud.